Hello and welcome to the Comedian's Paradise, a place where we speak to larger than life people who help comedians like you and me live life on our own terms. You know, whether that be as that like, yo fam, I am the boss G, or whether that be on a yacht in Mexico, who knows? But this, we speak to amazing people. They're going to inform us, they're going to help us. They're going to be absolutely amazing. Now, if you like this episode, of course, share it with your friends. Give us a view on iTunes or Amazon. And subscribe. Now, today's guest is like, yo, she is the, the ship. She is someone who's going to inspire us. She's, it's, it's, her name is Mo Moon, a comedian in the UK who has absolutely conquered TikTok. It's a great podcast where we talk about struggles, how you can overcome them to achieve what you want. We look at, is TikTok fame what you want? Because you get a lot of followers, but you also get a lot of hate. We look into great detail on that. Look into the journey on how that happened for her. And I think whatever happens, you're, you're going to get some inspiration and some knowledge. Whatever com- type of comedian, whatever type of former. She's remarkable. She's amazing. I noticed that... Um... I got sick, so I was a stand-up comedian, as you know, and then I got sick, and it meant that going to gigs was becoming impossible for me. I just couldn't do it. And then I uh, started doing social media because I found that there was definitely a market to sort of keep pushing the comedy that was musical and to take what was happening in the news and put a funny spin on it because everybody was so miserable and depressed, and it did really well, and I enjoyed it. But I noticed that on Facebook, it's so saturated now, so many people doing so many things that it became really hard to get the following. Um, And I built it to over 10K, which is what you need to monetize, because whatever I did had to make some income for me, given the fact that I wasn't able to gig. Um, And then somebody mentioned TikTok to me, and I had quite a a negative opinion of it, given the fact that, you know, I'm a mom and I've had the kids talk about it and... All I saw when I logged in was very attractive people, and I don't fit that mold. You know, sort of doing all these twerking, and I can't get away with that. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) No way, I can't get away with that. But then I thought, well, I could potentially get them lip-syncing my tracks, because they were doing a lot of lip-syncing. So in first lockdown, that's what I did. I put out a load of musical content, and I was absolutely over the moon that people started lip-syncing it, throwing it back to me, and tagging me in videos, and and I got hooked very quickly. Like a lot of people say, TikTok does take over your life. It really does. And um, as the following grew, my attachment to the followers grew. They're a lot more interactive and engaging than they are on other platforms. So they really care about you and they want to know about your life. And you do the live streams. And before you know it, you're sort of opening up to these people and forming bonds. And that was when it was kind of like, okay, they've got me, I'm hooked. And that was sort of like July last year. And 
from then, it's just grown and grown. I've been so lucky with the amount of support I've had. I mean, I get my fair share of hate as well, you've probably seen. But I do, I do get a lot of support as well. And I'm trying at the moment really hard just to look at that rather than the negative stuff, which I think is part and parcel of having any sort of a, a platform these days. You know, you're going to get people that aren't responsive to you in a positive way. You know, they find you grating or irritating or they just form a dislike and that's it you can't change their mind but it's a shame but the rewards far outweigh it so well it's a bit like floyd mayweather's boxing i mean you're nothing like him as a person but i'm saying like in terms of like what he said as long as you watch his fights whether you hate him or like him it doesn't matter and with kind what- of yeah I mean, them commenting or doing all this, they're giving you sort of engagement. They're pushing your videos further. So. Yeah, they are. And it's always, I always, I think there's a magic number. So if your video or content gets over 50,000 hits, that's when you really see people becoming negative. Prior to that, it tends to be mainly your followers, your supporters, who are being really sweet and kind. Over 50,000, like, oh, you're this, you're that, you're the other. You, you know, you're like, well... Mate, what did you do with your day? You know what I mean? Because today I made something that made a lot of people smile. What did you do with your day? You know, that's kind of how I approach it now. And um, it did get to me at one point. I turned my comments off a couple of months ago and thought, do you know what? No. I entered a relationship with somebody younger than me. You're probably going to bring it up anyway, so I'm out of touch. Roadman mouth. Yeah, I'm going to jump that. I'll jump in there. Um, <laughs> And that was when I first got my and I couldn't believe it because prior to that, no one ever hated on me. And the next thing, I was like the worst person in the world. And oddly enough, it was women. And I think it's because he's got like quite a, a big profile on social media. A lot of girls like him and they did not like the fact that he was dating me. And, and they came in, in masses to rip me apart. But... I think they sort of, um, they realised it wasn't going to change anything. I wasn't suddenly going to turn around to him one day and say, right, okay, do you know what, stuff you, that's it, it's too hard. Uh, I was going to keep making content and they started sort of retreating a little bit. Some of them I've managed to turn around. Most of them I'm not even going to try. So, (laughs) yeah. It's certainly been eye-opening. Oh, yeah. As a stand-up, you know, of course, it's not, I always say on live streams, and I mean it as well, as a stand-up, when we're in the clubs and someone doesn't like us, because it happens, you know, um, we might get a heckle. We can deal with it. We can, In the moment, we will deal with the heckle and we'll usually turn it to our advantage and have a giggle and a play. And almost you kind of respect the heckler because you think, wow, that takes serious nuts to stand up in a room full of strangers and go, you're shit, or, you know, uh, you're proper unattractive, but, you know, in a much more horrific way. You almost respect them because you think, you know, not everybody could do that, mate. So you, I'm going to give you your five minutes. Let's, let's have a chat. When it's social media, the respect isn't there because they usually hid behind anonymous profiles, no picture. Anyone can do it. You know, it can even be people that you bloody know, you know, just sort of deciding one day that you're a cow and they need to tell you. I'd respect it a whole lot more if I was dealing with a real person and in their authentic way, they were telling me that I was shit and they gave a decent explanation as to why I had a guy comment yesterday and he went, I'm not a fan. Um, but I must admit, it's been interesting to watch you grow with this app. Uh, you have taken the bull by the horns and you've really gone for it. Good on you. 
that I respect. You know, not everyone's going to love you, and I make very controversial content sometimes, um, especially the political stuff. It's very controversial. And as long as they're coming at me in a respectful way to tell me I'm shit, if that's, if that's an oxymoron, but respectfully, you're shit. <laughs> you, know? you kind of respect that more than someone just coming on and being abusive about your appearance or, you know, your relationship, your personal life, which obviously I try hard to keep off social media where possible. Difficult when you're in a relationship with someone that's also on social media, but my kids, you know, my real life, I keep that under wraps, really. Oh, yeah, definitely better in this sort of day and age. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we've, we've seen great friends of ours uh, that are very high profile that have children um, had their schools contacted or social services contacted. And it's in, 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 insane the lengths people will go to to make your life difficult purely because you create content. It's insane. It's shocked me so much. So I'm glad that I, I do have a reasonable amount of anonymity in terms of my private life. You know, it's it's not hard. It's not easy to find me, let's put it that way. It's easy to find me online. Good. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you've just sort of got, you got me into an idea. I mean, what goes through some of the heads of like trolls? I mean, like where they have to spend eight hours a day rather than sort of getting work, applying for work or doing something productive or like doing something good, trying to get get some money together, trying to do something for themselves. They think, right, I've had, I can't deal with whatever bullshit that's in my head. So I need someone to take it out on. Yeah, and that's that's basically it. And for them, it's very fun. And the comments that I've seen are just absolutely despicable. A very young friend of mine that's got a very large following on social media, she was on a live stream last night, and people were on there telling her to slit her wrist. She's 18. And then I looked at the profile. Someone sent me the profile, and it was a grown-up. It wasn't a child. It wasn't an infant. It was an adult telling an 18-year-old girl just let her wrist, and I couldn't believe it. Uh, it's... But it happens, you know, it is, it, you know, it's a very real part of social media. Yeah, it's it's the twos and the throws of it. I mean, but I mean, a lot of them would love to be in your position, though. At the end of the day, you're in a better, the people that they're making fun of, it, it's sort of, yeah, it just looks so silly in a way, isn't it? If you're a full-grown man in your 40s or 20s and you're saying stuff like that to someone that could be your daughter. It's just it's ridiculous and cruel. Um, and a lot of kids, I'm always really careful when kids are on my live streams and they'll say, oh, help my account grow. And part of me thinks you don't want that. You don't want that. You don't want, you know, the, the burden that comes. I don't, I don't want to sit here and go, oh, woe is me. Because at the end of the day, you know, I'm a comedian. It's not like I'm out there graphing. 60 hours a week as a nurse you know but there is there are certain really horrible sides to doing a job that's public and I don't just mean you know social media I mean as a stand-up as well where you, you you get the most awful things said about you and people feel they've got the right to do it because you put yourself out there so when I see these kids coming up especially when I look at their profiles and I can see that they're maybe struggling with mental health issues or I can see they're maybe going through a difficult time and they're saying please help grow my account and I always think it's bittersweet. On one hand, I want you to grow your account and, and grow and create and maybe decide if this is the career path for you. And then on the other hand, I don't want to put you in the position of getting the hate that I get. 
because I find it hard enough to deal with and I'm blessed enough not to have mental health issues at this time. So, you know, it's it's horrible. But it's, it's such a fine line. It shouldn't even be something that you've got to think about. But TikTok are making steps to change things. And, you know, and I, I really have seen that recently, that they are. And we do a mental health live every Thursday, which we did last night. And, you know, TikTok are encouraging people to just protect themselves, reduce their screen time, you know, just understand that not everybody's going to be nice, but you get a lot of control because you can block, you can ghost, you, you know. So hopefully we will start seeing some changes. And I don't think lockdown's helped anybody, has it? It's made no. people nastier. And... Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, look, at the end of the day, what is a... Th <sighs> what are the... At least is as long as you spend your time, at least you're doing something with your life, and that's the main thing. And well, this is it, you know, this is it. And like, I'm a big believer in you know, being creative. It doesn't matter if you don't sing, dance, make music, it doesn't matter, but do something, make something that's all about the inner you, you know. And, and the way we do that is creativity, whether it's art or it's developing a character that you can live through and, and just put a smile on people's faces. I think certainly in lockdown, people have needed it. And I've been really glad to get some lovely messages from people saying it just made me feel less alone or it made me forget for a couple of minutes when you were being an idiot or it's it's worth it for me when I read comments like that. And with everything we're going with TikTok and social media going in, I mean, TikTok is like a new vine and every sort of comedian from every cook and fanny across the world is going into it. Yeah. It will sort of slow down at some point and I think it's already sort of happening. And like, yeah. at the end of the year, it might it probably turn into what vine is. Or I don't know necessarily that, but it will, in a few years or so, it won't be at the yeah. stage it is now. Yeah, I mean, social media has always done that, hasn't it? It's a new app first onto the scene. It's the best thing ever. Everybody wants a piece of that pie. Your numbers grow astronomically. And then, like you rightly say, things plateau out because everyone that is going to join has joined. And then, you know, if you're smart as a creator, you're looking for the next app or you're trying to make, you know, TikTok work for you the best it can right now. And, you know, uh, like Facebook was, for my generation, the thing. Nothing like it. We have MySpace. Uh, and I loved MySpace. Big up the MySpace crew. Um <laughs> Everybody had Tom as a mate. You were never alone. You always had a follower in Tom. He never let you down. And then um, it just died. It died out. You know, you had everything on there. You could even have your little music spot, which I loved. You know, you could upload videos, content. It was great. And then it just stopped. And then Facebook came and it was bigger and better. And wow, you know, and everybody in the world. And I remember... Um, when Facebook came, you had to have a college uh, email address to get on. You couldn't. You had to be a student, and I wasn't. And my mate Alistair, he set me up a cheeky little student email so I could get onto Facebook. I remember that. That was like 2007, I think, 2006, and um, it was great. It was amazing. I wish that I'd thought of doing this then, but I was very busy. I was a single mum. Things were harder. Um, because who knows where I'd be now. But, yeah, I mean, I I think the way the world is changing and the pandemic's taught us a lot about how many of us can be in the same room even at one time. Um, and the fact that, you know, comedy has been, sadly, 
you know, live comedy has been dying out for a while now. You know, less and less people going to the clubs, more and more people watching it on Netflix, uh, more and more people wanting to stay home for, for cost reasons. I think social media is something that all comedians everywhere need to be jumping on, finding a way to make their content work online. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, you are an inspiration in a way because like, I looked into like your background and like the things that you've gone through. And like, whenever one says, "Oh, it's too hard to do this and that," you're you're a bit like like a Kobe Bryant is to a kid in a basketball player. You, like you've you've you said, "Look, I, I'm you know I'm running managing two kids." As you said, you're doing this three. project. Three, three kids. Whoa, three kids. And you you got that. You got all these other projects going, and you're doing TikTok at the same time. I mean, you're you're an example of there is no excuse. You can make it make it work somehow. And how how do you? You can make it work, and I think I don't know. For me, it was if you love what you do. It's cliche as hell this, but if you love what you do, it doesn't really feel like work. So. If you think about throughout the course of the day, even as a parent, even with a job, like, like you know, obviously I, I do other things, and even with um, medical conditions, obviously I'm waiting for a heart transplant at the minute. There are always times in the day when you would maybe just chill, watch TV, stick on a film or whatever. For me, I got much more pleasure making a song than I did listening to a song. You know, I enjoyed writing comedy and making it musical and you know, making silly videos. It fed a part of my soul that laying dormant didn't. So that was my incentive, really. More than hits and likes, it was about making myself feel better and feel like I'd achieved something every day that was just for me. Because anybody will find that most of your day is made up of pleasing other people, whether it's children, family members, bosses, whatever you are down the the pecking order you are right at the bottom what do you do for you and for me making content was that one thing for me like probably the podcast is that one thing for you you know it's just something that you you need to do it it feels good to do it and at the end of the day when you go to bed you accomplish something that somebody else didn't does that make sense and that's why i was able to find the time you've basically described drugs <laughs> well, they do say that performance is a drug, don't they? I am addicted. <laughs> no, but it's it's the same sort of thing. What 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 you enjoy, as you said, it's not work. But we get a feeling like, oh, I need more of that. Oh, yeah. I need more of that. Oh, yeah. And it really is like that. I remember um, when I first became a stand-up. I can't remember the guy's name. I'd love to remember his name. And I'm sure another comedian, if they see this, will will remember his name. As I was starting, there used to be a forum called Manchester uh, Comedy Forum, MCF. And it was run by comedians, for comedians. It was a great little platform. And it was kind of like um, a Reddit or a Tumblr. And basically, we'd go on there and you'd post gigs or you'd just start conversation threads. And it was great. And one day, not long after I joined, a very well-known comedian was quitting he was quitting and I was like oh my god why why would you ever quit this and he messaged me and uh, I asked him why and he said don't ever make something that you love your job because the second that you do the highs still stay high but the lows get lower and I'm now at the point where the pleasure is not there anymore for me 
And I thought that would happen to me and it didn't happen to me. And I think it didn't happen to me because I didn't put all my eggs in the performance basket. I, I still very much kept a, fir a foot firmly in the real world with my family, with my friends. That was nothing to do with comedy. I didn't make my whole life about it. So therefore, I always had an escape. And I always used to, that foot used to remind me how hard the real world is, whereas the other foot used to remind me how great the real world can be if you add a little bit of comedy to it. So it, I needed the balance. And comedy is as important to me as a therapy session is to someone with severe anxiety issues. It, it, it is cathartic. It helps. Um, so, yeah, so maybe it is my antidepressant. Maybe it is. Hmm. Yeah, it's... But it is, I mean, yeah, I mean, as you said before, you do so much. Like, how do you manage it all? Like, how do you, like, manage to balance the schedule? Because it's, like, it must be days where it's vroom, 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 and you probably don't don't sleep, and you end up like a walking dead zombie. Yeah, today, I am a walking <laughs> dead zombie today. Um, last night was pretty stressful, so we do the uh, Your Mind Matters lives on a Thursday night, and yesterday, for whatever reason... Everybody in my house was sick. So uh, my partner, it was his birthday the night before. He had a raging hangover. Um, my middle son was puking because he'd obviously got a bug. My eldest son was puking because he'd got a bug. And my youngest son did not want to go to bed. He's four and he decided that he just didn't need to sleep ever again. So I was battling with all this, knowing that at 8.30 I had to go live and deal with people that were struggling with severe mental health issues that needed help. And it sort of got to about quarter to eight and I went, stop. I need a minute. i got to pause. <laughs> and I had to just take myself out of it all and sit down for sort of 10 minutes and go, right, okay, this is what you got to do. This is what... You can, do you know what? Without getting maudlin, as my gran would say, Oh, um, something really, really, really bad happened to me four years ago. Really, really, really bad. And when something like that happens, <laughs> stress in life doesn't seem as significant. Like, it's easy to have a moment of stress like I did last night, and it's easy for me to get over it because I know what horror really feels like, and nothing will ever come close to that. So it's easy for me to go, okay, this is what you've got to do. And you get on your live, you do what needs to be done, then you go to bed. It's easy for me to do that. Maybe had that horrible thing not happened, I would find myself buckling the pressure of it all. But because it did, I find myself just very, very grateful that people want to watch me, that I've managed to build something from nothing. I'm so grateful for that. So it makes me want to find the time. It makes me want to juggle stuff well so that I can do it and honour it and protect it, if that makes sense. TikTok to me is like a fourth child. It needs to be given the right amount of attention. Uh, it needs to be slapped around a little bit when it misbehaves. And <laughs> I don't really slap my kids around. But do you know what I mean? It needs to be just as a priority sometimes. And my kids are really good as well. They're older. So my 15-year-old um, and my middle son, they know what TikTok is. Their mates all watch it. You know, I don't let them watch my content. They probably do it behind my back, but they're not allowed to watch my content yet. 
and they get excited about it too you know it's unfortunate they really wanted to be involved in my content and it is unfortunate that i have had to stop that i think i think they've been in three videos of all all the videos i've done um some time ago now and i had to stop that because it got to the point where they couldn't walk down the street without someone screaming at me you enter me's kids yeah, it's, you know, it's like, oh, these poor kids, you know, but my toddler, he gets involved where he can. I use his voice a lot. Um, he, he tells these great stories that never actually happened. Uh, they're called the tall tales of Sonny and people are listening to those. And it, it's just, when something means something to you, you find time for it. And it's not going to last forever, is it, Marvin? TikTok's not going to last forever. So I've got to get as much out of it as I can now that makes sense yeah so what you said there is that because of the you feel that in some ways maybe even though it's been difficult you're thankful that that has given you a better way of dealing with things whilst people who haven't had as much horror of you 100 percent. i mean when i a lot of people ask the number one question you get asked a lot in your lives well there's one of them is why did you start tiktok because obviously i'm older um I'm not, I don't fit the mold for a TikTok user, not really. You know, I don't do makeup. I'm not into fashion. You know, I'm not able to give you every chart-topping hit of the last three years. I'm not, you know. Um, and for me, it was a distraction initially. I, I, I did believe that the content I was making for Facebook would work on TikTok. But since being very lazy, because initially what I was doing is just making it for Facebook, chopping it up and sticking it on TikTok and not really <laughs> thinking about TikTok. I was being so lazy. Um, now, I do spend a little bit more time thinking about what TikTok wants as opposed to they can just have Facebook's leftovers. Um, and it was a great distraction for me. So when I had a bad day or I felt whatever, I was able to get on there and forget for a while. And the followers have been amazing helping me do that, really supportive and make me want to be better on there, you know, to give them better content and make their days a little bit better. Sounds, honestly, I hear myself talk about stuff like this and think, hey, it's ridiculous. You know, I'm not, I'm not finding a cure for cancer or saving the world here. I'm just making idiotic 59 second videos. But I am so grateful for what, those idiot, idiotic 59 second videos have given me so far. I am. It's it's funny that you say all these things because like people who uh, don't realise a lot of things. I was speaking to someone on a podcast uh, yesterday and what, uh, what I love about doing the podcast is each time I do it, I become a better person or I learn something new and whoever's listening will gain something from each episode that I'm putting out. And one of the people that I spoke to was Laura Spicer and she is an NLP practitioner. And she says yeah. that um, she's surprised that people haven't sort of done it. Like it's, it's, it's essential. Like hypnosis and NLP, if you use it the right way, are great for putting you in the right mindset. Yeah. And she says that with, um, well, she gave me a good bit of things that you, you should look at yourself a bit like what Jordan Peterson says, like someone that you care about, like, you don't want to be too hard on them. Just be happy that you're progressing or that you're learning or going forward. If you're too hard on yourself trying to be this or you're that, that that's the problem with social media, especially with Instagram. Oh, you have to be the billionaire. You have to be this and that. No, look at what fits what you really value and makes you feel good about yourself and go after that. 
And then the... Well, I think... I, I agree. I mean, I sat into my LP many, many moons ago when it was the first big thing. So it would have been maybe 20... 2006, seven. Uh, I went to some classes in Manchester. NLP can be absolutely fantastic. I've read, I've read a lot of books on it. Um, and I think that um, I when I joined TikTok, I, I remember making statements regularly in my older videos where I talk about the fact that I don't live in a palatial property, that I'm not you know, rolling in the Benjamins and, you know, that I, I have had to work for everything that I've got. I wasn't just given anything. And that I do, you know know that the, the larger amount of the population are in my position they're somewhere in the middle they have good months and they have bad months financially and they live in average houses and they drive average cars but they love their children they love their partners they love each other and i wanted to you know almost re-emphasize that we exist because i think on social media you're absolutely right marvin for a long time especially on instagram unless you were blinged up or doing something phenomenal, it, it, it almost felt like you weren't valid, that you didn't have a reason to post. But actually what I find is that people want relatability. I love it when I see a mum making a TikTok about what a nightmare it is to get her kids to eat vegetables and she makes it funny because I go through that every day. Or when I see, you know, somebody deciding, right, I can either have the AU vodka, which we all really want, um, you know, in abundance, sponsor me, please, you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, sponsor me. <laughs> you know, they, we either have the AU vodka, but that week we forfeit the takeaway. <laughs> you know, I, I want to see people in impossible dilemmas like that that are really funny because the large, larger amount of the population has to do that. I'm taking some real flack at the minute in one of my videos. I drink a bottle of AU vodka, and it's fake. I mean, the bottle's not, obviously, but I'm, I don't really drink it on camera. But um, someone put, you can't be that poor if you can afford that. And I'm like, dude, like, you know, th there's always a way if you if you move things around or you reprioritize or whatever. Uh, you know, that week my kids went without food. You know, I... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I, I, I just... Um, yeah, I just want to be clear, Marvin, I am kidding. I do this a lot. I talk about like my kids like that, you know, like I leave them in cars and I don't actually leave them in cars. I don't actually starve them or hit them. I just want to be clear on that. Because I worry that your face looks quite serious when I say these things. <laughs> I'm very deadpan and very sort of, uh, this is my persona. Oh, like, he goes, oh, <laughs> no, I don't do those things. But... Um, I'll delete this bit out of the episode. So, yeah, I um, Yeah, you can always find a way. And I think that the working class, are, I mean, I hate, that, I hate that term class. I've made videos about how much I hate the term class. But, you know, the working classes, the middle classes, we are quite underrepresented on social media. Even so much that people start these houses. You've seen them, I guess, yeah, where people move in together, different creators. Yeah. And it seems that you can only join these houses if you are ridiculously attractive, come from, you know, a place of money and want to flash it, want to flex it, as the kids say. I actually, when I heard that someone in the UK had started the council house, 
I have never been so happy in all my life. I was literally howling with laughter that some dude out there, I don't think they've made any bloody content, but they started the council house and it was for creators that didn't have any money and creators that just wanted to make fun content that didn't want to flex. Because actually, there needs to be more of that. There really does need to be more of that. I never flex in videos about money, about anything like that. Because frankly, especially now, hardly anyone's got any. The truth is, the pandemic has bled us all dry, you know. So we are underrepresented in that respect. So, yeah, I think it is important to make content that you like, that represents you. Because if it represents you, you guaranteed it's going to represent a lot of other people because we're all quite similar in habit and practice you know where we differ is not something that you can see if that makes sense where we differ is not something you can see uh what do you mean by that you mean like we're all we all have different you mean like in terms of not surface level things you mean like we're all individuals that's what you mean yes yes exactly yeah so what makes you unique is not necessarily visible, you know. So therefore, if you're putting out content which very much relies on, are you there? Are you there? Yeah. Which very much relies on what you can see and what you can hear, you know. Um, remember that if it fits you, there's a good chance it's going to fit a whole bunch of people that you haven't even met yet, who are going to want to connect with you based on that content because they they relate to it. Yeah, it's with, with TikTok. What would you say? the average age and who's your sort of regular audience because i hear that it's mostly i keep on hearing this it's mostly just 12 to 15 year olds on the platform 12 to 15 yeah no i think it used to be i think when i first joined definitely it was younger younger kids sort of the Gen Zs have got that shit owned. So I think, you know, going up to sort of like 18, 19 is, you know, where you're going to get a lot of 18 to 21s on there, a lot of 18 to 21s. Um, but now, you know, the millennials, they're, they're getting ripped apart on there at the minute for their side part and their laughing emoji. Uh, and, you know, it's, they're trending majorly. There's lots of them there. My generation, there's quite a few of us. We're not, we're not the biggest number. Uh, but I see people on there of old ages. There's grandparents on there now. You know, it's it really has. The FYP, which is a very sophisticated algorithm, I'd, I'd kill to know. I think everybody would kill to know how, mm. they, how they work that out. But it does seem to know you well. It does. I don't get the tweens giving it all the savage. I don't get all of that. You know, I get the older ones running into a camera or talking about being a parent or how much they ate their job or how broke. I get that. So the algorithm obviously knows you very well and is able to tailor uh, the FYP to your needs. But I think it's impossible to say. Now, when I look at my demographics so on my analytics, um, it tells me that my average age range is between the ages of 21 to 35 that watch my videos, which surprised me because I thought it would be the tiny ones, given the fact that I'm rapping and being an idiot. Uh, and I'm also male heavy. I have a lot of male followers over female followers. And again, that's probably because of the rapping. Um, lads tend to want to come and ridicule the woman that thinks she's the next Eminem, because I do. I mean, any day now I'm about to get my Grammy. I've been a grime artist for 12 weeks now. I take this shit seriously. Oh. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> 
said, yo, I just got freestyle. I said, yo. Yeah, it's, honestly, I take it. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. But, um, the yeah, so the age range surprised me when I looked at analytics. But it does tell you, you can go in and have a look at not just the age, uh, gender, but also the location where they are. Um, most of my followers are in the UK. I do have quite a lot of American followers, though, probably because of the times that I used to take down the vegan teacher. I don't do that anymore. She's been deleted off the app, so. Ah, has she? Um, yeah, she's gone. Oh, she's fuming. She's fuming, Marvin. Fuming. Oh, God. Yeah. I did love her song. Why aren't you? Why? What a vegan. Yeah. And then so many people did stitches on that. <laughs> so many stitches on that, yeah. Um don't ever tell me that you love the vegan teacher song again, Marvin. I may have to end the call. Okay. <laughs> uh, she's my nemesis on TikTok. It was really funny because when some of the Mammoth viral <laughs> videos uh, featured her and my take on her. And she, she's quite block happy. She tends to block people, but she never blocked me. And, and I thought to myself, yeah, I bet you don't. Because every time I go viral, you go in viral. <laughs> like... But then she, she, when she made a video, and I am going to stitch it, I won't tell you what I'm going to do yet, but she went, so I'm being censored on this platform, and how dare some of you laugh at me for being censored on this platform. I mean, imagine an animal rights activist like me being censored on this platform, and I'm like, dude, they didn't censor you because you're an animal rights activist. That is not what they did. She was anti-Semitic, very offensive about the Holocaust, and they'd had enough. You know... You don't. There's certain people you don't piss off. And speaking as someone who lost family in the Holocaust, you don't piss off people about the Holocaust. You just don't do it. Do you know what I mean? It's a subject you do not touch. So she's brave, but also crazy. She thinks she can get away with that. Crazy. No one's immune, you know, and it was disrespectful and gross. You can't compare um, the millions of people that died in the concentration camps to animals. That was the problem. That oh. was the problem with the Holocaust. They were treated like animals. So you don't start bringing back the comparison. Do you know what I mean? Well, I didn't know that she did that. I just thought that she was a bit out there and mad as a vegan teacher. No, no, no. It was always coming. She was always pushing the boundary, wasn't she? She, she brought up religion a few times uh, and basically condemned a few kids to hell for enjoying McDonald's. That was fun to watch. Um and, you know, it, it was getting worse and worse. It was always going to happen, it always, because she started compa comparing ethnicity, um, racism. To, yeah, I mean, there was always a very weak, very, um, you know, twisted comparison that she would make to veganism. Um, and she pushed her luck too many times. And to be honest with you, I, I'm one of those, like most comedians, I think, you know, you can find comedy anywhere. You can. If you're smart and clever enough, you can find it anywhere. Um, and many comedians have, especially with Edinburgh shows and things, they've taken the most horrific situations and found humour in them. And it's a real gift when you're able to do that. But at the end of the day, that's not what the vegan teacher ever did. You know, what she did was use real horrific situations like racism, uh, like anti-Semitism, and use it to push an agenda. And that's unfair. It's unfair to those that have experienced racism, that lost family in the Holocaust, that are still feeling the leftover um, 
you know, resentment towards Jewish people, which there is, you know, I've, I don't look Jewish, so I'm able to sit on a bus and hear it because they don't think it sounds really stupid. I know, but I've sat on buses and even with people that I know um, and think are decent people who don't know um, my family heritage and they'll sit there and they'll say things and I'll think, wow, wow, that's still a thing, is it? Brilliant. Good to know. You know, and so, you know, what she did was cross the line. And I think fair play to TikTok because she did have a lot of followers on there. She had millions of followers. Uh, well, over a million. And it would be very easy to keep somebody with over a million followers on the app. You know, she'll be gifted heavily. TikTok will make money out of that. But I think that's what TikTok did. They showed that actually it, the money wasn't as important to them as it was to keep the app a safe space. They get a lot of stick to TikTok, but they're really, 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 really trying. It is difficult. I mean, there are a lot of great creators though on there that don't do what she does, and that's what probably what it's like with a lot of things. Sometimes you get bad apples in comedy or whatever, but the majority are all right. Most of us are all right. Yeah, there's loads of animal activists on there. Are fantastic. They're great. They're raising awareness. They're pushing the agenda. You know, they're making sure animal voices are heard. And I respect them massively for that. You don't need to tear down other people to do it. And they don't. You know, there's there's a UK, that vegan teacher, I forget. Um, she might even be called that vegan teacher UK because she is actually a teacher as well. And she she's communicated with me a couple of times and she seems all right, level-headed, very passionate about veganism and, and getting the message out into the world, but without being offensive to everybody else. You know, I think it's a balance, isn't it? It's like, I don't know, the subjects that you and I are passionate about, we wouldn't start using comparisons to horrific situations in the past or historical events that were awful to push our agenda. You know, you, you just push your agenda. Why is it important to you? Why does it matter? But, she, you know, sensationalism has and will always be clickbait won't it to see somebody yeah. you know she's not the ukulele playing was only going to get her so far let's be honest you know i mean it was pretty bad yes <laughs> it was horrendous yeah it was I mean, she started putting it in her mouth and just some things that you could just never recover from like seeing the vegan teacher deep throat a banana I, i'm still in therapy. <laughs> well, bloody hell. I, 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 yeah. The only... Yeah. Okay. Do you need a minute? Uh, I think I need a minute. <sighs> no one needed to see that. No one. <laughs> no. <laughs> and... What's that? Oh, Naturally, I stitched it, so... <laughs> 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 I feel so... I miss her content. Oh, it's a content. <laughs> I've stopped my game now. <laughs> it's what? What do you think? Um, sort of. Yes, speaking on like sensationalism, as you were saying, and a lot of people use a lot of clickbait and they try and get angry emotions just so they can get the views or entertainment, get people's attention. What are um? Who who? I mean. There's some acts that I think are amazing to it. Like, you, do you know Junya, the Japanese guy, that does the jumping thing? Oh, yeah. 
and I like him and what's it called? Angry reactions. He he reactions, yeah. he does things, but he does things in sort of a positive way. That's right, he does. Yeah, I like angry. I, oh, I like angry reactions. I like his new one, um, angry reactions. No, what is it? I just followed the account literally a couple of days ago because he's not long started it. Innocent impressions of TikTokers, so they're not meant to be offensive. He's not not meaning to offend anyone, but he has got Bella Porch down to a T. It's hilarious. And then he did another TikTok yesterday, and I was like, oh. Mate, he's so good. He, the facial reaction, the nuance, it's he's smashing it. It's really he's obviously watched a lot of Bella Porch videos, that's all I can say. But yeah, he's doing really, really well. I like him. Yeah, but there are people that go on there and they're rude and obnoxious and they do it purely for hits. Um and it's a risk. It's a risk. Um if I if I get angry in a TikTok, it's feigned anger and it's usually about huge companies like pizza uh hot dominoes i've gone for them a couple of times aldi i had beef with them once oh. um you know vision express i'd beef with them boris a lot of beef with boris over the last couple of years i'll be honest <laughs> but it, it it tends not to be at other creators or individual people that are just trying to have a good time i don't think i majorly respect anyone that uses tiktok as a way to deliberately start drama or be rude or offensive i don't i don't think i do i understand it gets some hits and i understand that it makes them money but what are you going to do after tiktok then what who are you going to abuse then where are you going to go you're going to start knocking on your neighbor's door and screaming in the face because you don't know what to do with yourself now there's no live streams anymore you know it's i am a big believer that TikTok should be a place where people go to forget their crap and have a giggle and laugh at someone else's expense, the creator's expense, or learn a dance routine or lip sync a song they love or sing or show off a talent or ability and shine. Remember when YouTube first came out? Um, you're very young, you probably don't remember. When YouTube first came out, they really pushed the broadcast yourself motto. That's what they wanted you to do. They wanted the average everyday person to broadcast their life. And somehow along the way, it's all started to crumble now. And people are not just broadcasting their good sides anymore. They're broadcasting their really bad ones. And for me, how can you work on it when it's your source of income? If you're literally making money for being a nasty person, why would you ever want to recover? Why would you ever want to better yourself if it's paying the rent? And this is the problem. People don't want to better themselves because it pays the rent. And I see it a lot, a lot. Facebook's bad for it, though. I'll just tick up Facebook's really bad for it. Mm. I mean, I've had death threats on there. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, never had a death threat on TikTok. Good but on you. Facebook, yeah, lots. Yeah, it's and people can hide away in that you don't know who it is. They can hide away, and then that's that's what makes it, you know, more nerving than someone saying it to you in the street. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they can. Yeah, it's true. And most of the time, when people come up to me in the street, they're really nice. Um, I get it a lot in Tesco. I think a lot of my viewers go to Tesco for their shopping. 
Um, so when I'm in there, that's usually if I'm going to be asked to make a TikTok, it's in Tesco. Not good. I made a TikTok in Tesco two weeks ago down the Luro aisle. And then I went and did my weekly shop yesterday and I made one down the bleach aisle um, with the people that were coming up to me. Surreal. I'll never get used to it. But most of the time they'll come up and they're really nice and they'll say, oh, please can we make a quick TikTok with you? Or please will you uh, just like shout into my TikTok, like do a TikTok takeover? Occasionally, though, they'll come up to you and they're really more after the, the rap stuff. They're quite aggressive. Yeah, what you say, yeah, rap for me. And I'll always go, excuse me. You rap for me, innit? So where's your manners? Yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, you're getting nothing out of me, pal. You can't even say please. You're not getting a rap from me. You know, they're really, really rude to you. But I know other creators have, have you know, had really awful things said or felt threatened, you know. That it, but, again, you can't whinge about it. You're not allowed to whinge about it, really, because... It's not a proper job. It's not a hard job to make content. It's not. Yeah. It's a fun job, and we're lucky to be able to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's. <laughs> so I... you feel torn, complaining, because you think, "Shut up, Mel." You know, your dad worked ridiculous hours as a builder. That's a proper job. Your mum gave her whole life to the NHS. That's a proper job. You know, you dick around on camera, rapping to songs that you've rewritten for 59 seconds you do not get to moan if that makes sense kind of how i feel yeah it's funny what you say because i spoke to um cat from big brother and she spoke about her weird experiences with people people like going yeah. around with cookies could you give me some cookies and like she'll be in the toilet or something and they'll people will start bothering her and it's it's cookies yeah she was on big brother in 2008 and she had right. this catchphrase called cookies cookie power and then she, she told me one time about how someone went to the toilet and asked for some cookies. In a toilet? Yeah, something daft like that. She's she, so Very many... Sanitary. Oh, no. So many mad stories she told me in, in the podcast. But it's... it's Yeah, I mean, in all, in all jobs, there's, there's... I mean, there's good points and bad points. It's just that you get all the annoying dickheads hidden behind the keyboard and a lot more yeah. of them. <laughs> But we do get the, this, it's so, so nice. It's so, so sweet. When yesterday in Tesco, I got recognized by two kids. They were about 10 and 11. And I knew they knew who I was because when I was getting my meat, I could hear them whispering, I think that's M to me on TikTok. No, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. It is. Mum, mum, I think that's M to me from TikTok. And then their mum came over said oh my little boy knows who you are and I always played on I go really because I'm struggling with that today who am I <laughs> and uh he went you're enter me off TikTok and I went am I all oh, right that makes a lot of sense hello how are you doing and he started crying but in a good way I hope and his mum was like he really loves you he watches your videos as he's falling asleep at night and I was like, well, first of all, as a parent to parent, I apologise for that because my language could be better. <laughs> but secondly, you know, it's... A, and then he, he told me that he was being bullied at school and it, my way of dealing with the trolls recently has made him feel a little bit 
more confident when he's on the Zoom class calls and he's, you know, he's sort of telling them to get off with themselves, you know, when they're being rude to him in WhatsApp chats and stuff. And you don't realise you're doing it when you make stupid content, that you're making people feel braver. That makes not, it doesn't just make my day, it makes my sodding months when I see that happen, when I see kids like that in real life. It's everything. Yeah. Say again. Oh, can I have it, please? Rob and Ralph just made me a cup of tea. Let's ah. document that, shall we? Yeah, let's keep that in. Hi, here he is. You can say hello. <laughs> hello, mate, you right? How are you doing? No, you, you can't be seen there. You all right? <laughs> can't be seen or can't be seen? No, you can't be seen. You need to get in camera. Oh. Right. How are we doing? I like your videos. Yeah, not too bad. I like your video when you were saying if you're from Liverpool or if you're from Manchester, you. Oh, the football ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, big up, man! Thank you. I'm, I'm gonna do more of those after COVID, man. I'm a Liverpool supporter as well. <laughs> I'm Millwall. Oh, okay. This conversation's ended. Oh, great. I'll let you crack on, man. He loves he loves his football, but. Um, do us a favour when you put that video up, Marvin. Make sure you, you can clearly see our ages, because otherwise your comment section will simply be nothing more than "How old are they?" That's all you'll get. Okay. Honestly, <laughs> drives me. Did I, did I tell you that? Um, oh no, I didn't tell you. Um, what's it called? Famous birthdays. Emailed me. Right, it was so funny. So funny. I'm on there, right? They don't. They, they put you on there, right? And they they emailed me and said. Just to let you know, and it was the week me and him made our relationship public. Just to let you know, you are one of our most searched for famous people this week. So I replied, I'm not famous, mate. And he went, well, according to our followers. And I'm like, it's only because I've got a younger boyfriend and I don't want to say how old I am that they're coming on your website and getting all the gossip for free. I said, he's like, would you like me to change anything? I'm like, yeah, all of it was wrong. So they changed it all. But I was, it was then I realised just how strangely fascinated people were with an age gap relationship. So much so, it made Famous Birthdays email me. Yeah. And they, Crazy. And they should pay you now as well. Say, say again. <laughs> they should pay you now as well. <laughs> No, they don't pay you, do they? Pay it's an it's an honour. It's an honour to get on there. I know a lot of TikTokers want to get on there, but it, 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 it's surreal to think that purely because of who I'm dating now, there are people literally looking me up to find out when I was born, and then trying to find out when he was born that he's not on famous birthdays, so they'll have to guess his side. But um, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's amazing what they're interested in on TikTok as well. Like you'll make a really good video, and they'll see something in the background, and they want to talk about that. Have you seen that cat tree? That cat tree is massive. Make a video on the cat tree. Where are your birds? You never show your birds. Show you because they'll hear the bird in the background. Show your birds. It's like, oh my god, I have just spent two hours working on this rap, and you want a video on my birds? For God's sake! But that's what I mean. It's, <laughs> that's what they're like. It's so much fun. Funnily enough, one of the questions I get asked in the street a lot is, "How many kids have you got? How many cats have you got?" How many birds have you got? <laughs> it's like, they don't want to know anything else. They don't know anything about you. They just want to know what you've got. It's really funny. <laughs> Ooh. That... I think I'll put that in a song, actually. How many cats have you got? Oh, please send me this tune. It could be a new... I'd love to hear that. <laughs> it's, it, it's a song about trolls. I did it to Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. Um, 
and it's about I was getting trolled really badly that week, so I wrote a song about how I didn't care. And in it, it says, how many cats have you got? Because <laughs> that's literally a troll question as well. I don't know why I'm supposed to be offended by it, but they'll go, you're really shit. How many cats have you got? Thanks, three. Because I'm a cat lady. Proud. Oh. I'm a dog man. I'm a dog man. <laughs> You're a dog man. <laughs> that doesn't sound right, does it? I do like it? dogs. I do like dogs. Um, have a dog. But I am... Um, when I was a kid, I was dog mad. Um, always wanted one, always had them. But when I got older and my heart hardened, as it were, because the world was horrible to me, I suddenly found a lot of respect for cats. I thought to myself, You're amazing. You don't give a shit to people like you are. You just do your thing. If you could use a tin opener, it would cease to exist if cats could use a tin opener. We'd all be gone. They'd end us. There isn't a cat on the planet that actually loves somebody. They tolerate us. They don't work for us, we work for them. That is how it works. My cat wants to sleep on my pillow and it's bedtime for me. It don't give a shit. It's not moving. I have to physically collect it off and get it out. I can bang pans. I can do whatever. And it just looks at me and has to go, yeah, oh, screw yourself. Whereas a dog, a dog will always be loyal. And don't get me wrong, it's sweet and loving. But, you know, it's kind of like the, they've almost got Stockholm Syndrome dogs. Right? <laughs> they, they love you. They can't leave you. And how do you really know how your dog feels about you if it's got <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome? Following your room to room. You can't have a piss in peace. The cat doesn't care that you're having a piss. It, it's proud of its own piss. It even buries it. It doesn't even want you to see it. It's not, you know, it's, cats are legends, in my opinion. And that is, it's, it's a relatively new revelation for me. About five years, I have absolutely worshipped cats. No one knows that. <laughs> well, I just, what I want to say to that, I mean, like, yeah, that's that's a catastrophe. Whoa, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'd say, yeah, what I said there, that that was a brilliant bit. I'd love to hear that on stage of a joke or like in a TikTok oh, video. I'll write it down. I'd love to see the <laughs> response you get and you'd say like why I love cats. Okay, I'll write that down. And why I, ju- I just <laughs> I never liked them. I could be because of the <laughs> I never did. Like I had one growing up, Doris she was called. Do not judge that, okay? It's a brilliant name for a brilliant cat. But when we got the dog, it went a bit weird and it moved out. It literally moved out. My, and I look back now and think, fair play to you. <laughs> At the time, I was devastated. And all of a sudden, my mum's friend called one day and said, Doris is here. It had literally walked to her house. She looked after it while we were on holiday. And the cat, the dog came to live with us. It didn't like the dog. It moved out. I mean, no dog would do that. The dog would shut up and put up, but the cat didn't. It moved out. And it moved in with my friends, my mum's friends. And she kept the cat then. And I used to go and see it and everything. It was very happy. There was there were no dogs around. It got all the attention in the world. I was gutted. But now as an adult that's been jostled by the world, I have such a new level of respect for Doris for just deciding to move out. Fuck <laughs> that. I ain't living there no more. They've got a dog now. I'm off. Credit to us. You know, and then my cat, Safi Ami and Kit Kat, I didn't name Kit Kat, um, just, they'd move out. Kit Kat once went missing, Safi pissed off once for a week, Ami, she regularly goes disappearing and comes back. You know, they don't care that you worry, they don't care that you stress, they do not care about you. 
they just tolerate you if you feed them. That's mm. it. It's a bit you, you what you said there. You, you you said it a bit like when someone's very too needy and they're too nice and it becomes annoying. Or if you like someone that's a bit chill and they give you space and they let you do your thing. It's true. It's like the the, the cat memes that you see. I will let you give me two strokes, but for third, I'm going to bite you because that's enough. You've the line. <laughs> you know, I will let you rub my belly once, but no more than once, and then I'm going to scratch the crap out of you because you're taking the bed. Respect the cat, man. Respect. <laughs> I honestly, genuinely believe that if a cat could open its own food, we'd all be gone. If a cat had an opposable thumb, a cat would run the world. It would. If you could press the nuke button, we'd all be gone. That'd be it. Cats would be like, oh, I've had enough of this. <laughs> Honestly, cats are great. They're amazing. I love them. I actually didn't realise how much I loved cats until this podcast. I now feel yes. quite comfortable. <laughs> 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 I've literally just sat here, <laughs> gone off into my own world about cats. <laughs> They're epic. They're amazing. <laughs> love them. So, I mean, it's been a lot of fun having you on. I uh, hope you've enjoyed it, Mel. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, I riffed there slightly. Yeah, no, it was good. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you for finding me interesting enough to have on. I appreciate that. One of the things that I'd like to ask of you, uh, like, I, I don't want to disrupt you from your tea and coffee. <laughs> but the thing is, um, what would you, what has been your biggest lesson in life that you give to younger self? And if people want to find out about you, um, where do they find you? Apart from, t- obviously, TikTok. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess just Mel Moon Comedian, uh, into Google will tell you stuff. If you really want to know me, yeah, watch the TikTok lives because that's when I genuinely talk about who I am and, and, you know, as much as I can on social media. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I don't do a lot on there. Every now and then I do. I think, um... You know when people say it could be worse, and you know it could be worse, but you sort of think to yourself, yeah, I know it could be worse, but this is pretty bad. I think now, the advice I would give to my younger self is, if it isn't threatening to kill you, you can get through it. You absolutely can get through it. There is resilience is the most underrated human ability we don't talk about resilience enough and if i could speak to my younger self i would tell her that she had that in abundance and to rely on it because for some strange reason it will never let her down and as long as it isn't threatening her actual life her resilience will get her through it that's what i would say and every now and then just to credit yourself for how far you've come and if that means looking back just one day, just so you can see the distance it's taken to get from there to here, then do it. But don't dwell back there. Keep moving forward. I mean, that, that's the best advice I would give. I talk a lot about resilience. I don't think it's discussed enough. Everybody has it. Um, and you can rely on it. It kicks in. It's automatic. It's amazing. So that's the advice. I'm yeah, sorry, it's not cool. It's not YOLO. You know, you'll never see it on the back of a T-shirt, but... It, <laughs> It means something to me, does that? That's the advice I would give me. And that's what matters at the end of the day. It is. It is. Well, to everyone that's listening on the podcast, um, make sure you give this review a five-star view on iTunes or or Amazon. 
and make sure you give Mel a follow. Thank you. Thanks, Marvin. Loved it. Take care. And Take care. Best of luck with everything. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.